everyone, welcome back to another episode of Casual Questmasters. I'm here, my name is Glenn, and I'm joined as per usual by my two beautiful- Oh, well I guess, sorry, we have a guest, a guest host today, along with uh, my good buddy Nick. How you doing, Nick? Where's Brandon? Oh, Brandon's not here. He's, you know, you, he's- uh, How come? You said this is Casual Questmasters. Did I say Casual Questmasters? Casual Master Quest. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a lot sorry. Okay. Oof. You know, it's easy to mix them up. I thought we already skipped ahead a week. <laughs> and uh, so Nick's here, but we also, uh, as you can all see, have uh, a, a guest a guest host here, um, and their name is Boothamir. Welcome to uh, Casual Master Quest, Boothamir. Thank you. I am Boothamir, but you may call me Booty. Uh, Tyler. Booty. Yes, that's what I said. So, my name is Boothamir. I... Also known as Boosty, and they call me Boots, for sure. Uh, unfortunately, Tyler died in a tragic accident, and, uh, but, uh, we, we, we're working things out, uh, we think we can bring him back. He kicked the dog, so there's a lot of paperwork, uh, unfortunately, so, but I'm filling in for him, I'm here. This how how did, um, uh, excuse me. Uh, Boostamir, how did how did Tyler uh, kick it? Not the dog. I mean, how did he die? How like how did how did he end up with with so, you guys? And then if you can imagine, this poor poor mortal went to go get his daily newspaper. Can you believe that fuck? He's still getting newspapers in this day and age, and he sees this wild rabid looking dog next to his mailbox, and much like the comical scene from Peanuts, where Charlie Brown goes to hunt the football away, or, sorry, soccer ball, whatever you fucks do over in this weird country, he missed. He tried kicking a dog, missed, and went straight into an 18 wheel. There's, uh, I believe, like, he, like, he missed the dog, went into the road, and then we're still trying to find the different pieces that got dropped off in the zip codes. Wait, are you in the neighborhood where he got hit? Is that where you're at currently? Uh, I mean, um, yes. Uh, reporting live of, uh, Tyler's neighborhood. <laughs> uh, if you look down there, uh, and you can't see it, cameraman. Oh, wait, there's no cameraman. Uh, unfortunately, I can't show you all the viscera. It's terrible looking. Yes. Um. Oh, cool, it's good to have you. <laughs> okay, um... Um, so you're working out a deal with him to, to bring him back, and you, you're just taking his place for today, then? Yes, uh... uh to uh, sum it all up? Yes. I don't know why I'm the focus here, I mean... Um, because we're all a bunch of humans, and you're not? And it's, like, almost all Hallow's Eve. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That makes total ah, sense. you know, the spirit realm's a little closer than it usually is. Ah, yes. That veil is very, very thin. When the grazing realms of the Nine Hells come closer and closer to the Prime Material Plane, folks like me have a second chance to return. <laughs> you know what I like to call the Prime Material Plane for, for short? What? The Pimp. <laughs> Crickets! Usually that at least gets somebody they go, ha, and then we move on. But that is, this is a video game podcast. Um, we always say it at least once because we have to remind ourselves. But before we get into video games, uh, how is everyone doing? Uh, my, my good buddy, my good buddy Nick, how is your week been? How, how have you been since we last chatted? Um, I'm feeling much better. I think I mentioned I was sick on the last episode, but I am much better today. Um, I did have my car breakdown earlier this week. Um, not, um, less of a breakdown, more of it just wouldn't start. I went to fill gas one night, filled in the gas, 
got back in the car, car started up and then died immediately. Fortunately, the gas station is on like a bit of a slope, so I was able to roll it into a parking spot. And the people at the gas station were very nice and allowed me to keep it overnight. So I came oh, back cool. in the morning, got it towed to my service center, because it was at like 9 in the night, so nothing was open. And I didn't want to get it towed to a lot and then bring it back there, like it would just cost it too much. And then we got it on the tow truck, got it to the service center, and as we're offloading it from, like, off the tow truck, it started up. The son of a bitch started up. Um, so the guy, the tow truck guy, and also the service people were like, it's probably something to do with the... Um, it's it's called the evap cylinder but i'm gonna find out the full name for for you guys it's called the evaporative canister purge solenoid um the solenoid the starter yeah no it, it's it this is, a, is a fuel injection no this is by the i think it's related to the fuel injection this is by the fuel uh, fuel tank um it keeps like the fuel vapors in and if that malfunctions it can send an incorrect like uh, air to fuel ratio or whatever to the engine um, or something, huh. or um, and then it can't spark and uh, something. I don't fucking know cars. Basically, something <laughs> was wrong. They found out what it was. They fixed it. All in all, and I got my baby back, and so we're we're fine there. Baby, come back. <laughs> um, that and I'm and I'm bored of video games, Glenn. Really? Like just in general? Like you didn't you did? I thought the new Destiny. It did, but then I felt sick, out. and then I haven't played for a bit, and I haven't had the motivation to play. Not because. Uh, shit's wrong with Destiny. I mean, there's plenty of shit wrong with Destiny, but I'm I'm just waiting for Pokemon. Like oh. I can't. Like nothing's nothing's like now that I know Pokemon, we're less than a month away, and nothing is interesting enough until that until Sword and Shield comes out. Like no what do they call it? Swash, right? Swash is the short. The yes. S W and S H. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And what is the specific date on that coming out then? November 15th. I'm sure both of you are aware. Oh, bro. It's Ooh, less than two weeks away, though. Ooh. Mm. I didn't um, know they celebrated birthdays in hell. Uh, it gets old after a couple of millennia. <laughs> Uh, there are two games that are coming out on November 15th, uh, specifically. I can't remember what the other one was, but it was another big one, but not big enough if I can't forget it, if I can't remember it. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. like, I mean, what are you going to do then? Are you going to just, like, should you try something else out to see if you can bide your time? or Because there's no way for three weeks you're not going to play anything, you know? Well, I've been, and we'll talk about what I've been playing, but, like, I just have to keep myself busy just playing smaller games, I guess, um, or just focusing on school. I haven't really been doing much outside of school and spending time with my mom because she's still here so she leaves on the yes. 6th and so that gives me a week of doing maybe whatever else i wanted till uh, sword and shield comes out because when that comes out i'm turning into a pokemon streamer so prioritize mom while she's here and figure out what to do for the last week is yeah, what you've yeah. Do unfortunately that. it doesn't make okay. good like uh you know for the first half of the the show like it's like oh what have you been playing uh, nothing still been watching days of our cool. lives with my mom <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but that's that's just been my week yeah okay and what about what about you some name that i can't remember friend who is filling in for tyler i'm sorry there's i didn't write it down and it was very interesting okay. name, so i don't remember you can call me booty booty yes. boogie booty. okay booty okay all right booty so you've had some things going on in your life and obviously you could tell us your whole life story but that would take a while so how about you tell us about your week oh my week what a time it's been i've reaped the souls down to the damn places of the hells but uh actually uh, let me look here uh there's a flashcard I got here from Tyler that he wanted me to read out. Uh, let, me, uh, let me look at the spark notes here and see what I can read out. Uh, it looks like he went to a, uh, a pumpkin farm? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, 
cannot say that, uh, he drank a lot of iced coffee and then went into a corn maze and almost shit himself trapped in there. <laughs> what a fucking Because loser. it's a diuretic? Oh my god. Uh, um, yeah, and, and he's, he's lactose intolerant. Oh no! Oh, the true <laughs> devil's game, going into a maze, drinking a milk and cream iced coffee. First thing in the morning, too. What a fool. <laughs> so that sounds like, I mean, but surely he didn't, correct? Uh, it doesn't say. Weird. Oh, well. Uh, Is he nearby? Can he at least give, like, a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Like, uh, let me, oh, the ambulance is backing up before they take him to the hospital. Uh, he's giving, uh, a thumbs up. I don't know what that means. Yes, I did, or no, I, uh, you are correct, I did not. Uh, I think we just leave it ambiguous. Just decide for yourself whether or not Tyler pooped himself. He's showing clean boxers, uh, even though he's, like, in different pieces there, and they're showing the boxers, and they're, in fact, clean. No poop. Yeah, back to your job. <laughs> What else happened in his week? I know there's probably more than just the pumpkin patch, right? Well, there was a time where he actually talked to one of my uh, comrades. Uh, you see, he apparently dropped his vape rig inside of the truck, and it caused a, uh, a motherboard error to happen. And it basically, he broke his vape rig. It was terrible, and uh, we declined the deal because it seemed a little ludicrous. He tried selling his soul to get a, another vape rig immediately, but uh, he... I guess instead went online and ordered the exact same model of uh, the vapor he had before. Uh, a bit weird if you ask me, but I mean, I'm just a devil, I mean, what do I know? I breathe vape. Is it just because he really likes that model of vape? Uh, I mean, I'm not the kind to assume the, uh, the personalities and taste of others, but yes. But yes. I mean, I just figure you've been around for a while. You've probably been following Tyler around for a while, assuming essentially at some point he was going to, you know, try and kick a dog and die, so... I mean, he does some pretty fucked up shit. Did you see the way he threw a beer at somebody? Just out of the blue, it was uncalled for. That guy is He told... just, like, threw it right in his face. Yeah, yeah. It, like, he doesn't deserve... I mean, that guy doesn't deserve that. I mean, uh, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna make a great place down here if, uh, everything... But if I remember right, that wasn't Tyler, that was Knox. Ooh. Knox. That was Knox that threw the beer. Oh, you're talking about when he did the exact same thing in the D&D story. Uh, yes. Oh, he's done that in real life. No, confidentiality agreement. So, he also apparently <laughs> was gonna make it into, uh, a Halloween party after this very stream. But, uh, unless he's gonna go as a bag of 18 different pieces of human flesh. Uh, I'm not sure how he's gonna make it. What if that's the costume? <laughs> what was he gonna be before that? Uh, no, that's fine. cut in anytime you want. I'm pretty sure he was just gonna wear a Halloween pumpkin t-shirt because uh, he didn't have enough time. Well, now but he now, has a costume. Good news. He's, he's just he's a bunch of different pieces. Person. Yes? <laughs> I was just saying that now... I was just saying that now he's got a costume, he's just a bunch of different pieces. Just sew himself yeah, up like that and just send him out. You just go as, uh, like, Coraline, or not Coraline, what's that, uh, that amazing Tim Burton film about, uh, Corpse Bride? Yeah. He can just be Corpse Groom or something. Good call, we're actually a big fan of that movie down below. It's a good one. In fact, we're Johnny a Dick. pretty big fan of almost all of the Tim Burton films, even the Batman ones, wow. Oh, they're not bad. Just Tim Burton, man. Yeah, I mean, hell yes. Uh, other than that, <laughs> though, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be, instead of, uh, just a guy in a Halloween t-shirt, he's gonna be a, uh, a pile of corpse of 
wings and shit in a Halloween t-shirt. So, we'll see. Maybe there's someone back together by the end of the episode. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Fair enough. And myself? Yes. We can move on to my week if that's okay. Of course. Uh, I've had a pretty decent week. It's been, a. Uh, I started submitting, uh, auditions for voice projects again. Ooh. Uh, for the first time in almost a year. Um, which was good. I had to bring my card into the shop today, too. Uh, cause I needed to get an oil change and just have my, my brakes were a little squeaky. Oh, it's just so a like, regular hey. service, yeah. Yeah, and I, and then, of course, when I get in my car, the, uh... The tire pressure gate light is on, and I'm like, okay, well, there's one more thing for him to check. And then I get there, and they're like, no, everything's fine. They just, it's, it's got really cold last night, so sometimes that ah, that change okay. in temperature will cause the tire. What's really cold go, for ah. you, Glenn? I mean, it got cold, so I think it was like, I guess less cold than it was just stark. It was a stark difference. It was like 85 during enough, the day, and enough like to cause a 45, difference. Yeah. 45 to 50 at night, so a 30 to 40 degree difference. Yeah, okay, yeah, that'd be enough. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds cold as shit. Honestly, anything below like two hundred is just—it's a chill. (laughs) Well, uh, I—I don't envy having to feel that feeling. (laughs) Because where would you go? Where would you be comfortable on Earth? Um, Volcanoes? Yeah, I guess that does make sense. I was going to say somewhere near the equator, at least somewhere close. But even there, like the hottest it gets is like 120, 130 at the most. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to look good now. Usually, I wear a lot of sweaters. Yeah, Dubai would be a nice time, nice place to visit in the middle of summer. It's a good winter, uh, winter vacation for uh, your kind. Yeah, over here we're, uh, I'm reporting from Michigan. Yeah, I mean, which place is true hell? Jeez, cold as shit. Cold or hot? <laughs> there are very few differences in what extreme heat and extreme cold do to the skin, which is it says a lot. True. Uh, fun fact: There's actually a city in Michigan called Hell. There is. I only know of one weird named city, and it's just called Nowhere. Uh, uh, it's a place called Nowhere, Arizona. <laughs> th- I mean, isn't every city in Arizona nowhere? Hey, I'm fr- I was born in Arizona. Oh, uh, I, so I, basically I nowhere. Up. You seen that movie, 310 to Yuma? We had real outlaws down there, boy. Yeah, better be got, careful. Like, you better watch yourself, ones. because the power of Christ compels. <laughs> Oh, man. It's just ironic, I think, that, you know, like, I have a degree in theology and philosophy and family studies. I have scripture tattooed on my body, and I'm talking to a devil. This is, uh... (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no no one's problem. It's just interesting. I mean, I'll have you know that, uh, I'm a Protestant. (laughs) As in your protesting religion? Well, okay, I'm not gonna get religious here, because (laughs) this is a video game podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my last thing. I apologize. Uh, we might have gotten uh, found a car for my wife, so she doesn't have to drive a car that has probably well over 300,000 miles on it and a broken Ooh, odometer. 300,000 so, miles? Oh, yeah. When Three- I brought it, it, I brought it, it's a, a late, it's a 1999 Buick Regal. My parents got it in 99. 300,000 miles, Glenn? You gotta remember, here, I got tricks. it when it had two, when it had 260,000 on it. No, Still okay, no, okay. Okay, let me... Let me explain to you, because we work in kilometers, right? Uh huh. My car is at 111 kilometers, 111,000 right now, which uh-huh. is which translates to roughly like 68, 70,000 miles. And so I'm used to seeing cars go up to 200, maybe 300,000 kilometers. And so <laughs> hearing 300,000 miles and the fact that people yeah. sell cars at 200,000. 
60,000 miles plus? My, oh, I bought it. My parents gave it to me for like $1,000. Okay. And then I drove it out here. Yeah. They really do last for a long time. Like, they'll break down every now it makes 200 sense. feet, but they'll last forever. No, this, this car has been awesome. The transmission went bad when I first moved out here, but my parents paid for it. Uh, but yeah, no. We're hoping our, our mechanics, when I got my car fixed, I was like, yeah, we're looking to get a new car for Sarah. And he was like, uh, the guy was there as the son of the owner. And he was like, oh, my dad just bought this off one of our customers. And we just redid the top half, top half of the engine. It's got a new casing on uh, some part of it. I don't like it. I don't know cars either. <laughs> so, he said something car language. And I was like, awesome. And it's, a, <laughs> it's a, like a 2014 VW Tiguan. T-I-G-U-A-N. Oh, okay. A Tiguan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. and they, and I, I told him our budget, and he was like, it'll probably be less than that. And I was like, what? Sweet! No, so, I, uh, I just got another flashcard from Tyler. Uh, it's the reason they're not able to find the hospital, so they just went into a square block for some reason. Uh, I'm reading this uh, flashcard, and it says that Tyler's first car was, in fact, a Buick Regal. And, uh, what? Yeah. Nice. Looking at the bullet points, he apparently got into like between three and five accidents with that car and it still drove by. Including, uh, two <laughs> broken, boats, man. Two broken motor mounts? Wow. Or engine mounts, sorry. Um, Nick in the chat is wondering if you meet, like he said he thought it was a Le Sabre. Labre. Oh. Le Sabre. Le Sabre. Le Sabre. Was it? I don't know. But I'm a devil, not a mechanic. Okay, anyways, um, I'm only shocked because the kind of uh, car culture I grew up with is a little bit different. Um, because it's common fact, like the moment you drive a brand new car out of the dealership, the, the value depreciates almost immediately right? Oh, yeah. in terms of reselling. But growing up in the Middle East, there is no practically no resale value in uh, used vehicles. So that's why nobody really buys used and if you buy used you're probably like you could buy a um a subaru forester uh maybe a few years old everything's good fifty thousand miles on the clock for two three thousand dollars oh what yeah so it's just it's just odd in that way i'm just not used to hear like it's yeah i just want that's why yeah. i was so surprised yeah well the reason and also the reason why i think it's well over three hundred thousand is because i got it out here at about 60 260 or two hundred seventy thousand right. um from the midwest drove it all the way out here and uh and then i drove around with a job that required me to drive for the job it was delivery stuff and then now my wife has a job where she drives it and she drives like 40 30 or 40 miles a day or 40 or 50 it's right. 25 miles there and back um and that's and she's been there for almost a year and a half two years so five days a week at 50 miles a day 250 miles a week like she's i think it and then the odometer died at like 275 but it's digital so to replace it would be an actual total loss on the car because right. of it's right. low right. low low value uh but yeah so but either way it makes suit like we asked him. It makes like a like a moaning noise when I turn the wheel, like when you turn yeah. at all. Cranky and daddy. I asked him what it is. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I asked him why, and it's because of the rust damage on the frame from being in the Midwest and having salt get on it for years and years right. during winter. But now that it's here, it doesn't do that, but it's still decaying a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, I don't know how much longer it'll drive. I wouldn't be surprised if it's got a call from Sarah. She was just like, yeah, the bottom fell out. <laughs> so I just turned around this flash card and uh, there's more information on the back. Uh, apparently a car that Tyler's wife Amanda had was a uh, Pontiac Sunfire that, uh, 
was running good at 350,000 miles. And uh, it was good until Tyler, the dumbass that he is, hit a deer and then went into a guardrail. Oh, oh. no. And, uh, but it was running well at 350,000 miles, huh? Yes, unfortunately. Which uh, is like blowing Nick's mind. He's like, what? Is unbelievable. The world? <laughs> but because the car was so old and had so many miles, replacing a headlight actually cost more than the car itself at that point. So, like, blowing a tire is essentially totaling it. What? I mean, well, it's worth, I guess, technically, if you think about it. A car like, as old as that is totaled the moment, like, something happens to it that's worth more than a scrap worth. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's, if there's over $200 yeah, damage to this car, it's essentially been blown up, so. Hmm. Interesting. That's all it says on the flashcard. I have nothing more to say here. Well, I think we should talk about video games now. <laughs> at least, uh, at least what we've been playing, right? I think so. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Because we, we are a video game podcast. Oh, you are. You forgot yeah, sometimes. Me. Happy to have you, booty. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Nick, have you been playing any? I know you're bored, but what games have you been playing to kind of try and like stave that off? Um, continuing, I continued the colony I started in RimWorld last week. Um, and last week I was talking more about how it's become even more narrative based, and it wants to tell a story. And there's been a lot of crazy shit that's happened with my colonists. Um, we were raided once by a different faction, and when I had like six colonists, we put up a good fight, managed to take one of them uh, as prisoner, reduced down, reduced his resistance, finally forced him to join us, but he was complaining, so he was, his background is a boss, he was a, he was a gang boss, so he refused to do any of the dumb labor, meaning he didn't want to clean or move shit, so he was useless, so I just gave him a gun and told him to go hunt, because he wasn't useful around the colony, so, um, and then I ended up getting to research because you can research things and research new technologies up to a certain level um, because the goal of the game is to escape the planet and so you can yeah. research things until you build a ship and so I was able to research prosthetics and I'm like alright you're going to be my guinea pig so I was using him as a way to train my best doctor uh, whose like skill in medical wasn't very high so I'm like alright your humerus is broken well, one of his like his left humerus which is I think uh, in, the, in the shoulder and then his right femur was broken so I gave him a peg leg and a prosthetic arm <laughs> just to just to train my uh i used him as a guinea pig to train my uh best doctor your doctor yeah oh my gosh um, I think you and I but he survived he didn't die right oh okay wait sorry um yes mr uh sir booty I was just saying that you and I would probably get along pretty well. Um, in a video, in, in terms of video games, yes, I think so. Right. Uh, like, I think, right. I think we'd probably get along. I think, yeah. Um, Glenn? Right. <laughs> uh, he was okay, right? Oh yeah, fortunately he he, he was he was fine. Um, maybe fortunately he uh, pulled through. Yeah, somehow it was sad. Good. Um. Yeah, and then just, like, setting up uh, defenses and making sure they have enough food because I've been going through, like, uh, food shortages. And then I've had, like, two, like, back-to-back two, like, wandering groups of Labrador Retrievers join the colony. And I'm like... So just you have dogs showing up on your doorstep? Yeah, like, it was just a wandering... So that happens, and the message was a wandering group of Labrador Retrievers have joined your colony and have now tamed themselves to you. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) And... And what's interesting with animals is that they don't care about genetics. So if if the one male and one female fuck and they're kids, 
as soon as and if they have a if they have a daughter as soon as the daughter's of age the dad has no no problem just going like hey what's up and then and so young tail (laughs) and so i was also taming a bunch of animals i was taming like chinchillas uh, on this map in the biome i picked i was in a temperate forest so i had chinchillas and alpacas and so i was just taming them and i even had monkeys tamed but then my my food consumption was so high because of my animals i had to like kill off the uh, monkeys and the alpacas and the chinchillas but at one point i had like 10 chinchillas and one of them had her that chinchilla's father was also her grandfather and uncle (laughs) (laughs) all that inbreeding so it it yeah because (laughs) i have my own grandpa (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's uh (laughs) so it uh it's it's very comedic with the animals i i don't think there's like um you know uh you can't have kids like people can get married and like one of my colonists got married and the one that just got married the guy um turned 50 a day after his marriage after his wedding and then and then i got a message saying congratulations lloyd is now 50 years old but because of his age he now has a bad heart and i'm like all right cool so i researched prosthetics like i went one step like i went to the next level and i was able to build a prosthetic heart i'm like well let's hope for the best lloyd was fine yeah. Oh my gosh, so you're going to tell me you kill them the day after his <laughs> marriage? Because when you do things like that, especially with people or pets who have high bonds to certain people, like if um, if Lloyd was bonded, Lloyd is, I think, he's our, he's my animal trainer and he's bond, bonded to two different uh, Labrador retrievers. Uh, like all of them are his master. He can be their master technically, but you can assign masters. But then sometimes a pet will form a bond with a colonist and then they become happier when they're the master of that animal. So if if he died, it might have sent it might have sent one of his animals into a rage, and they would have started attacking everything. Which means my colonist's automatic response would have been to kill that dog, or like the turrets would go after the dog because now he's hostile towards everybody, so he's an enemy. Um, oh no! Or it would have sent his wife into like uh, a rage as well because you know lo- the grief, loss, whatever. So it's very interesting to see how like small. I have one colonist. She's insanely beautiful. So everybody likes her. That's her trait. Like she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's automatically liked by everybody. She's a fantastic scientist, con- great construction engineer. But she's got bloodlust as a trait, which means she'll start social fights for no fucking reason just because she enjoys it. So yeah. I'll just be so like. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, everything would be normal we're building you know we're building like solar uh, panels and shit and then all of a sudden um she'll be like she'll look at rover one of my original call and be like hey fuck you buddy and then she'll just start beating the shit out of him and then obviously he's going to defend himself and now i've got two so of my she's main... also a psychopath yeah she's also <laughs> a psychopath um but yeah that's uh Rimworld. i've been having a little bit fun with it that way at least yeah yeah, that sounds really interesting. I actually watched uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite streamers play that game, and I was like, "What is this?" And I didn't ever get the name of it. And now, when you talked about playing it, I looked up the, and I was like, "Ha ha, that's RimWorld!" Yeah. And I, I was like, "That game was like a lot of fun." It's a fun it's one like- to like dive in because you can take it as like you can take it at a very steady pace, a very quick pace. You can go like super speed, very slow. You can download mods which give you Jedi's and people of like Sith. So you can have force weapons, you can have lightsabers. Um, you can download a Cthulhu mod, which makes Cthulhu like roam around the world to fight uh, as a boss. No, no, I don't want any of those in my life. <laughs> so yeah, no, there's a Jedi lot of Jedi or Cthulhu. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you can download a Western mod. Yeah. Like there's a monster mod. All kinds. Uh, 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 I bet booty would be in there. Maybe. Get that booty, yo. Get that booty. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's my game for the week. What about what about Tyler? I'm sure he sent you a flashcard with some uh, info about the games he's been playing. Uh, I'll ask him. Uh, <laughs> yo, hey, he's driving back. One second. Yo, uh. You play the games you want me to talk about? Yeah, talk talk about Little Town Hero. Okay, he said Little Town Hero. Uh, so, through my demonic knowledge, I heard there's a game called Little Town Hero that has been made by Game Freak. Yeah, I'm actually pretty pretty knowledgeable about it. Uh, ask me anything. Um, what's, what's Little Town Hero? It's a game. Okay. Okay. So, um, anything anything um, more you could tell us about it? Uh, Getting a fax. Uh, he's at the hospital now. It, it turns out the hospital's right down the street, and he's able to send a fax with one of his severed hands. Wow, technology is crazy. Uh, anyways, so Little Town Hero, as uh, he quotes here, uh, seems to be an uh, amazing achievement by Game Freak and a clear breakaway from the Pokemon franchise. But it doesn't leave the style of it behind. There's little quirks here and there that seem to be clearly noticeable that you would expect in a Pokemon game, but is immediately disliked in any other game. But, uh, let's see. Uh, little Town Hero is about a game where essentially you're just like, you know, this little squat kid in this town that's isolated from the entire world, uh, which is apparently surrounded by war and chaos. But uh, since this town is in a valley, and surrounded by mountains on all sides, it's been able to escape the horrors of outside life, and for decades, it seems, has been pretty peaceful. But there is a castle in the side of the mountain that leads to the outside, and apparently this kid always dreamed of getting out. But that never happens, because this is Little Town Hero, not Little Town Hero goes out to the big city. <laughs> And, uh, let's see, I don't want to get too crazy into, like, the spoilers about it, because, obviously, like, it's, uh, when you think of it, it's supposed to be a turn-based RPG with, uh, unique battle mechanics that I really never have seen before, uh, nor Tyler, of course. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm course. sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. Anyways, uh, so, he says that the story is absolute, there's a smudge here, uh, dog shit? Yes, yeah, it says dog shit here. Absolute it's dog common, shit. common human, um, thing. Uh, anyways, uh, he says that the story seems almost cookie-cutter at this point because it's almost predictable down to the T how things are gonna happen. But, uh, he says the most infuriating part about this game is the fact that it seems like it's railroading you so hard that you don't have any options to do stuff besides the main quest, which at times includes the side quest. That they give you. It's like they cut you off for their own parts of the game just so you keep pushing forward. And it's kind of frustrating, apparently. Uh, it says an example was there was a time where there's this quest where he has to simply talk to somebody 20 feet away in a different part of town, but it wouldn't let him go that way because he had to go, you know, walk down to the farm. And so the moment he tried splitting off the path, even though he knows where he has to go because it haunts him with checkpoint mission statements every single damn minute, uh, it just won't let him just walk around at times. Uh, he says another, another time there is uh, a railroad that goes from the city down to the mines, and uh, he points out here that the map is about, takes about 45 seconds to cross? It's not a big map, and he says that, uh, you can walk down this railroad to go to the mines, but there's a soldier there, soldier there that's just 
sitting there and says that it's under construction so you gotta take the long way around. Just because. Uh, he, he searched for five minutes to try to understand any reason why he couldn't take this shortcut that was just sitting there. And he, yet to this day, understands why they just locked him off for fun. And he's not a big fan of uh, a lot of the characters. But, uh, he's only about, uh, ten hours in. He says the only redeeming feature so far is the battle system, and it's because it bugs the living shit out of him so much that he wants to kill these bosses dead. Yeah, I can see the, the bloodlust here. Yeah, what a guy. Uh, the battle itself, though, uh, he says is probably one of the most, uh, refreshing and amazing ways to handle an enemy from an RPG since the Paper Mario system, though. Which is, uh, pretty cool. Uh, have either of you played Paper Mario? Negative. I'll see you soon. Anyways, uh, so, the, the idea is, instead of having, you know, magic points, health points, kill monster, uh, you have, uh, essentially an Uno deck, uh, or Yu-Gi-Oh deck, whatever you want to call it. Imagine a trading card game deck where you get a hand of five cards, and each of these cards have different things. There's three different types of cards. There's red cards, which do attacks, but you can only use them once per turn. There's yellow cards that are more defensive that can also attack, but if they survive a hit, they can attack multiple times. And then lastly, there are ideas, which you can use to boost uh, either either of those two things up or, you know, do some kind of special effect. So the logic is the enemy has three hearts every time. And your goal is to use your ideas, as they're calling it, like your uh, cards. Uh, they call them isits. Uh, I think the name's stupid, but whatever. Uh, and you gotta defeat the enemy's isits. And to do that, you need to learn how to strategize using your different ideas against theirs, because there are times where they simply have powerful cards. And you have a limited amount of brain power, or BP, because you know, they're so smart. To turn isits into desits, which is like activating a spell to actually be used. So you can have five abilities on you, but if one takes three energy and the other one takes one energy, and the other one takes another three energy, oh, long story short, you're like, you'll start with three energy, and there's some cards that'll use all three energies, so sometimes you can only use one attack in the beginning, or you can use three different ones, and you gotta somehow beat through these monsters that keep producing their own isits and dazits. I, it seems like I'm losing here. It's... It sounds isits. convoluted. It, like, the first 45 minutes he writes here, uh, was confusing as shit. The idea that you have to activate a card using essentially magic points and then using those cards in a strategic way because, you know, it's like, oh, if I just use the red cards, they're stronger than the defense cards, but you can only use them once. So if the enemy has three of their own cards, you would have to have three attacks. Or if you have one strong defense card, it could potentially tear through all three if the enemy cards are weak enough. And each one has an attack number and a defense number. Uh, defense number is essentially its own hit points. So let's say an enemy has a two attack, one defense, and you have a red card that is uh, three attack, one defense. Uh, enemy does, you know, two damage with this two attack, one defense. Kills the card that I have because I only have one health on my own. But since I have a three one, it does the same exact thing. They essentially negate themselves. If for some reason I had a three attack, two defense to survive the hit, uh, my card or idea, if you call it, wouldn't break, but I wouldn't be able to use it that turn. And so it's confusing as shit. Anyways, to add and make this worse, whenever you're fighting a boss, 
There is a Monopoly board that every turn you fight a monster, uh, you move to a different spot of town. And depending on where you land, you'll get support of uh, the local townsfolk. And so, sometimes you'll land on a spot where it's like, uh, like there, I was fighting a, uh, a bug queen, and it's like you land on the spot, and it's like, Hey, uh, bug joined the fight. You better kill it, otherwise it's gonna heal itself or some shit. Or you can lay down a spot where you see somebody's grandma who fucking beats the shit out of the monster for you. Okay, um, looks like I lost Glenn. He's doing it's the, like, heavy algebra gif image. It's, it sounds, it sounds like a very convoluted version of Octopath Traveler and Pokemon. To me, just from hearing this, yeah. it sounds like Game Freak's like, Hey, listen, we need to make a new game. And then they look around, and like then Hearthstone or Monopoly, yeah, and, and Magic: The Gathering. And then the lead developer looks around the room. He's like, "All right, guys, what games have you all worked on?" And everybody answers Pokemon. He's like, "Well, shit, how do we make Let's Pokemon make that's not Pokemon?" So to sum up the battle thing, it's like having Yu-Gi-Oh cards that you play against the enemy, like the game War. Uh, and have you played the game War? But essentially, you know, whoever is higher is winning. Uh, there's obviously effects that you can add to it just to make it even more convoluted. You see, the frustrating part is, if it was simple, it would just be, this card beats that card, I win. But because of how bullshit the game likes to put, like, three different levels of chess play, a game that should, a uh, fight that should only last, like, five minutes can take up to 45 minutes because they keep throwing fucking curveballs. And it's frustrating. Because it's like, you're sitting there like, I'm gonna get this hit, but then it's like, this monster's like, Aha, I have an effect that kills three of your things instantly before we even start the fight of this round. It's like, the fuck? They just change the rules kind of randomly? It, it, like, it just gives you random penalties just here and there. And it's not like it actually, I mean, it technically gives the monster an advantage, obviously, but... It's, it just feels like it's prolonging the fight. What should be a 15-minute fight suddenly is a 45-minute fight. Uh, the last thing I can think of is the music. Uh, for those who don't know, the music was made by the person who made, uh, Undertale. Uh, unfortunately, I can't look because I'm actually, uh, a legally blind demon, I'm sorry to say, so I can't really read and tell you who that person is. I really forgot, it's kind of embarrassing. It feels Toby like Fox. Toby Fox. Yep. Uh, so, Toby Fox, when he made Undertale, made some kick-ass 8-bit style music. It was, it was really fucking hyped and all that stuff. So, when Nintendo, or Game Freak in this case, went out to him and said, Hey, you should do this, but with actual, you know, actual pre-recorded instruments. He was like, sure, I can do that. <laughs> I believe that Mr. Fox may have taken on a challenge that is a little too big for him, but it's oh. not necessarily his fault. Uh, the big thing is, if you can imagine, there's an overworld music track. You know, three minutes long, it's cute, it's funny, it's uh, a bit dynamic, but when you're on the overworld map, for 45 minutes and you hear the same jingle play for 45 minutes it gets old right um before <clears throat> before we ca carry on um uh mr demon i don't know if you have access to um our twitch chat but we have people in here who'd like you uh to say hi and let and they wanted to let you know that they're saying hi oh uh, yes uh, let me uh Put my reading glasses on. Oh, uh, yeah, let me squint a little. Hmm, hmm, let's see. Jujo yo what? It looks like you are gonna be a friend of ours. Well, I can't speak for this casual master quest bullshit. 
I think you'll find yourself in good company. Now, what do you say to your critics when, um, like, uh, Jujoyu, uh, Jujoyo one, um, he just claimed that you look very fake. The fuck you say? Maybe it's because, uh, and, you know, you probably shouldn't take offense at this, um, us, us mere mortals aren't just used to seeing, uh, um, you know, um, people of your kind, and so it might be jarring initially. Mm-hmm. I would like to make a confession. Okay. Uh, do you see the spikes over my eyebrows? Yes. I'm not proud of this, but they're fake. I see. Anything anything, uh, anything that'll help you uh, get an edge, right? Uh, especially probably in your line of work, so I can understand why. I mean, when you speak of uh, spikes, I'd like to say it helps me get to the point rather than give me an edge, but sure, yes. <laughs> helps you get to the point. Um, that was a good joke. I, mean, I, I, I feel like you've picked up on uh, Earth humor a little bit. Oh, uh, thank you. You see, cats actually... Uh, They've apparently tried making deals like this, uh, putting spikes in the head like this, because they don't like being pet the wrong way. So if they can have spikes that allow humans to pet the proper direction as, well, I was going to say as God intended it, but I mean, I, ooh, oh, I suddenly feel a little, a little colder out here. Jeez, oh. Um, so how are you uh, communicating with us right now? Um, our new viewers wondering if you're using um, FaceTime. To, to be here with us. Is there some sort of um, technology from your people, or have you learned how to use uh, Earth technology? I am, in fact, using an iPhone 10 because, as all people know, Apple products are for the devil. That makes sense. Uh, but are you okay with using uh, such an old device? Uh, honestly, it's kind of frustrating. No earphone jack. You gotta swipe instead of pushing a fucking button. I mean, if, I mean, who's the real Satan here if they're gonna take away all these nice features and then charge you a thousand dollars? Yeah, I mean, that's the one trade-off. I just personally like using the, uh, I just like the uh, operating system, but it is frustrating when they take away all of these, like, accessibility issues that just make it harder. But hey, you got, uh, three cameras now, right? I'm not gonna lie. Uh, if Apple that's on the iPhone 11s. Ah, uh, my apologies. My apologies. That makes sense. I don't like to take selfies. Uh, I can never find my good side. But if Apple continues the way they do, I'm going to say without a shadow of a doubt in my mind that this whole world will be going to hell. I mean, some would argue we're already there. You see, uh, yeah, no, I don't know where, where to go with that without turning down a rung. Uh... Corner. Also, I know this may come off as off-putting, and maybe I'm not the person that should say it, but free Hong Kong. You heard it here, folks. If uh, even um, um, Mr. Uh, uh, Booty here is uh, um, rallying for support for a cause like that, then you know there's truly some hate and shit going down. Is that a fair um, um, guess assumption of what's happening there? Yes. Uh, so, I just noticed, uh, we, did you lose one of your, uh, podcast friends? What's going on here? Um, yes, Glenn has had to deal with something, and he said he'll be right back, and it was an emergency, so, which is why we broke down this little, uh, mini-interview of, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, now this is actually making a little bit more sense. Maybe he, too, had the iced coffee that the imbecile Tyler took before he went into the corn maze. Yeah, maybe, yeah, the difference being that, um, uh, as you, as you said, um, uh, and as not a word I would use, but it's a very strong word, but yeah, no, it was a little bit, uh, idiotic to, to drink some coffee early in the morning right before going into a maze. Mm -hmm. So, 
I have a hell of an idea. Alright. All pun intended. Let's interview Glenn while he's not here. Alright, you you know our kind best. Uh, what what are some of your burning questions that you have for Glenn? Mm-hmm. This one's been hitting me like them tortino rolls that have been sitting there for almost two days. Ah, oh, man. Okay, so um, we'll get back to we'll get back to Glenn when he gets back. Um, as far as I know, Glenn's just been playing uh, some WoW. Um, uh, he's uh, I've received a message from uh, uh, from uh, a source uh, stating that uh, we could carry on. Um, so Glenn penned this question, and, and we're gonna put a little bit of a Halloween twist on this, and let's see if he makes it back in time to answer it. Now, and this would be interesting to hear it from your perspective, so we don't have to worry about Tyler too much here. In fact, we'll let we'll let Tyler worry about his life, right? And, and let's let's let him worry about let's let him worry about living. Um, He's like two steps so, away from going to hell. Why would we care what he? Once. Let's let's focus. Let's let him focus on on being okay. Um, if you could have now, when we think about superpowers, um, or rather, when we think about Halloween, people like to dress up as spooky, scary things that we mortals, Earthlings, perceive as scary or spooky. But also, people like to do fun things like dress up as superheroes. Um, now, instead of dressing merely dressing up, if you could choose like a like maybe let's say a Halloween related superpower or like a spooky related superhero, um, do you have any ideas of who you'd like to be or like what kind of power you'd like to have? So you're asking me an abomination that came from the depths of hell. If I could have a costume and or superpower idea to present during the the night of Halloween what it would be. Correct. I would probably dress up as a dentist. A dentist. Interesting. Why a dentist? This seems like a fun job, you know? Uh, you, you ask questions and you, know, you, you get to ask them anything you want, but then they go, rah, 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 rah. That and also you're inflicting pain and getting charged for it without doing anything sexual. Yeah, it's weird because it's like, they want the pain to fix the pain, but then they want drugs to make them not feel the pain. It's like, just pick one, damn it, I'll rip the damn thing out. We are a very confusing uh, species, I will admit. As for uh, a superpower, hmm. if I could, I wish I could sing any song perfect on the first try. That's one, that's one hell of a superpower. Can you imagine being able to perfectly win any karaoke tournament without fail? Um... That would be that would be scary almost. Imagine going to like American uh what f American um fuck what was it American Idol? What, uh, yeah, that's what it was called American Idol or The Voice or any of those shows, and then just like nailing the audition, and then you just have to pick a different song every time. You don't have to worry about working with uh, whoever the fuck Jay Z who comes into mentor or whoever whoever else, and you just like belt it out, and there you go, and the world's all yours, and you have all the money. Mm -hmm. I like this idea. So, while we wait for what's-his-fuck to not die. Um, yeah, I was, um, sorry, I was just dealing with, uh, chat. Um, when we think of Halloween, we think of, like, superheroes. I think one of the standard, um, um, uh, like, superheroes that comes to mind would Maybe probably be, like, Ghost Rider. A call <laughs> a guy like you <laughs> should wear a warning. It's dangerous, I'm falling. There's no escape. I can't wait. <laughs> I need a hit. Baby, get me in. You're dangerous. I'm loving it. Okay, so as I was saying. Too high. 
can't calm down Losing my head, sitting round and round Do you feel me now? Okay, I'm done. Okay. Um... I think one of the classic uh, superheroes that comes to mind is probably Ghost Rider. Um, what's more like anti-hero than being a hero with a flaming skull for a head? Does that make, does that make sense? Do you know who I'm talking about? He might be a good friend of yours, actually. Uh, I mean, I like to think that he doesn't really come visit that much, unfortunately. Oh, that's sad. He must be busy dealing with all the bad guys. Or good but guys for you, bad guys to us. Nick, just what is a bad guy? What is evil? That's a deep question. Question I it don't think I'm equipped to answer. A theology for mortals to control the urges of others. Break the system, Nick, and join me. No, I'm good. Okay. Um. I heard a noise. I heard a noise too. I wonder what that was. It wasn't on my end. So if you heard it and I heard it. Does that mean I should stop playing the karaoke to Britney Spears' Toxic? That would be nice. You should probably not. We'd like to keep the recording going. I mean, I was. It went pretty well for the stream. Everybody else seemed to enjoy it. That's true. Welcome back, Glenn. How are you feeling? Hello. Uh, better. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm doing, doing better. All right. Uh, so I heard the Britney Spears karaoke <laughs> a little bit. Oh, did you? Yeah. Joy. That was pretty good. Thank you. Are you sure you don't have that superpower already, Booty? I have a hell of a voice, but one day I would like to nail everything. <laughs> to, like, nail it to the ground? I was gonna say, if you say to the cross, that'd be kinda <laughs> on the nose, or technically on every limb, but well, this is Halloween, not Christmas. This is Halloween. Or um, Easter. This is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Yeah, so, Did you, Glenn, what you about- got a, You got a yours, right, Nick? Yeah, I was- I was, What was yours? Um, I was just saying, and then we got sidetracked, um, that the standard, like, kind of what you think about is Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, flaming skull for a head, and, and, but he's still kind of a hero. Um, and then you think about other, like, superheroes that are kind of spooky. Batman, um, mm -hmm. Daredevil. Yeah. Right? Um, those are the only two or I can villains, think. like Scarecrow. Uh, one of the best, Batman like, Doctor Doom. Who? Okay, uh, did you say what if Batman had a superpower? Yes. I think he'd just turn into a bat, honestly. If he had a superpower, what he would choose? I, I guarantee you it would be time travel. <laughs> he would choose time travel because then he could go back and stop the deaths of his parents, which is what made him. The no, Batman. but then he wouldn't be able to fight the people that are doing bad things, which he's well, not realized. He? So if he did that, Maybe then he, he wouldn't become the Batman. Stop. He would cease to exist, and then bad things would still continue happening. Maybe. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like uh, this is just me as a, you know, a, a devil coming from the bowels of hell, but uh, it feels like if. Batman already had a superpower. It would be the ability to naturally inspire fear. Ooh. Uh, I think being he's a very, very intelligent yeah. person. He's got a he's a jack of all trades, martial artist, you know, intelligent. He make he's an inventor, and he's rich as hell, which some people would say is kind of a superpower yeah, if you can maintain it. I think he'd want to be um, even more capable of dealing with Superman. Because I think a lot of, like, a big part of him revolves around dealing with Superman in case Superman ever decides, fuck you guys, I'm gonna just do what I want. Um, because, like, the same way that uh, Tony Stark has, like, the Hulkbuster armor to deal with Hulk, Hulk and then, like, yep. the Thor armor to deal with Thor. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think he's just prepared to just deal with bad things, and I think he'd prefer to have something that would help him deal with it. Anyways, my, I don't know what my superpower would be. I think it'll be, it'd be something like um, uh, being able to, like, teleport it but like i i as i teleport it'd be like a like a flurry of like ravens or some shit something spooky and you just raven? 
If you'd like to talk after the podcast and you want to make a deal, I maybe we can iron something out. No, I'm good. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the pack of the fiend is pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. That's I only like a few to consider drawbacks. myself more of an entrepreneur, but if you want to call me a fiend, so be it. I mean, it's your creature type. Or oh, humanoids now you fiend. suddenly understand everything that I am. Aren't you the judgmental part? Because I decide what fiends do. I'm the dungeon master. I'm the deity of the deities. Yeah. What about your superpower? My superpower is something that I've thought of for a really long time, because you have this conversation, or at least something similar to it, with your friends all the time. You know, it's like, oh man, what would you do if you could do anything, you know? Um, Even if it's in the realm of impossibility or fantasy, that sort of thing. I would want to, and it's it's weird, I would want to always be right. I mean, it sounds more often than not, you always practice that superpower anyways. But what do I want? I don't want to, but I want to be right in reality. I'm always correct. So you can speak things into reality. So like, um, you go up to the bank and then you go up to the teller and it's like, I'd like to withdraw $500 from my bank account. But sir, you you only have like three cents. Are you sure? Check again. I, I go, have yes, $500. I and then $500 uh, yeah. pops up. Yeah, no, it's uh, kind of like... Um, it exists. The power to manipulate probability. Yeah. Right? So It's, it's like uh, like a domino. Yeah. Domino does like, that. Like, oh, I'm going to wake up with a yeah. million dollars in my apartment tomorrow. And you can make that 100% true. Like, uh, like a probability yeah. of that happening. I'm going to, like... It's like teleportation or invisible. Uh, nobody can see me. I'm always correct. So nobody can see me now. I am invisible. I would like, or it's like, I'm in Nairobi. I wanted to go visit Africa. So you'll open your door and I'm then in you're, Ni- you're, you're, I, in, you're in You're in Africa. Yeah. You walk into the, you know, to the visitor center, you know, for the, the foreign legion or whatever, where the Americans yeah. would come in. I don't know. I've never been outside of the U.S. But yeah, so like, I think that would be kind of something that could A, be really, really cool but also provides some very interesting, like, counters. Like, people would try and get you to say things that would actually be hurtful for you in the long run. Unless you could just say, like, nobody knows about my power. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. It's a cure-all, man. Do you feel like there would be some kind of limitation or drawback to give it a more uh, mortal feel, or do you think that... It's just, uh, I think it can be whatever, it can be as clever as the person that has it. The drawback is a human's, is is a human's hubris. Like, what is their strongest vice? Is it greed? Is it lust? Is it wealth? Uh, Like, the moment they give in to that, then bad shit starts happening. Okay, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm down to make a deal for this. Tempt them, cool. Oh, suddenly it doesn't make a deal. Like, I'm in. I want to make a deal. <laughs> we'll talk later. Alright. Sounds good. Oh, uh, you guys already talked about the rest of your gaming stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell us what okay. you've been playing? Because uh, I think you hit I'm a level bit... 16, wow. Hell yeah, brother. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So I did, uh, I've now done Strathome, Undead, and Liveside. Nice. And uh, Black Rock Depths. I've almost got my Anixia attunement done nice. so I can go fight her. Um, and now I've got to do Upper and Lower Black Rock Spire and Dire Mall East, North, South, and West. Oh, is so, that all? No, much. And yeah, then okay. Molten Core and Anixia. Okay. All these crazy And then things. the next stuff that um, comes out soon. Yeah. yeah. But I saw, I, it was crazy. I saw a raid group, like, come to the flight path in the burning steps next to me and just, like, shh. Like fly down the hill, just this just 60 squadron level sixty like, or forty. Sorry, forty level sixties on their dope mounts, you know. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I want to be a part of that so bad. So, Avengers assemble, really cool. and then it just flies. I know for yeah. real. Yeah, but I did a really cool thing. I got another best in slots called the uh, Forging 
the neck, the four drink something, or it's a trinket okay. for me. But nice. I'm doing axes now. I'm like got to work on my my axe blacksmithing. I'm already a weaponsmith, which is really cool. You're an axe okay. man, um, but yeah, what's that? I'm an axe man. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm an axe man. Right now, I've got the one that uh, Thrissian, who is the the king of the 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 dark dwarves i don't know what they're called in um they're like the underground counterparts of the above ground dwarves uh he had captured okay. nope no i won't say anything i'm not gonna say anything but his last name is thrissian he drops a cool weapon that's an optional bis got that too mm-hmm. uh but that was it's been great i've been putting all my time in that. but also still raising money for best friends uh and uh, i've got another wait did i talk about that last week uh, through the animal uh, uh, shelter charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best friends. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I've got I've got another five days from today. So it's so if this is coming out on Monday, then you uh, there will only be three days until the end of my campaign. But we're up to twenty five out of the hundred dollars I'm trying to raise, which I know isn't nice. a lot. Um, but we're, it's something, you know. And yeah. Whatever I get from it will go towards them. It's not like if we don't meet the goal, then I keep the money. No. I'm just, I just uh, figured that season. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a good plan. <laughs> but yeah, so that's going good. I'm excited about that. I'm hoping we can get there. But either way, every little, every cent counts to help the animals. So um, that's what, it is. yeah. So that's me cool. gaming this week. So, um, and so now we're going to move on to uh, the topic of the show. And mm-hmm. this was chosen by Tyler. And I'm excited because it's a Pokemon topic. Um, yeah, um, so, so Game Freak recently, uh, uh, did an interview with, uh, Polygon, or was it Game Freak, or, uh, let's see here, um, it's like a staff of Game Freak, staff member. Yeah, uh, Junichi Masuda and director Shigeru Omori, um, they, they said it took about close to a thousand people to to make the new coming uh, up and coming games Pokemon Sword and Shield, but they wanted to be specific. It wasn't a thousand developers; it was a thousand people, including PR, marketing, just overall, close to a thousand. Um, but yeah, there's an interview, and uh, Mr. Booty, do you have by any chance have any uh, notes regarding this interview that uh, Tyler might have left you? Uh, oh wow, I just ripped this flash card in half, and inside was another flash card. What were the chances? Oh my gosh. Wow, this guy is pretty crafty. Anyways, uh... He's prepared. So, I mean, yeah, I see the notes. What do you want me to do, read them? Um, yeah, why don't you just start them off, and then I'll jump in where where I see uh, a chance to jump in. Okay, so I'm looking at this, and it looks like maybe... Sorry, I didn't get a chance to read these flashcards cards caught me unprepared. So, the, the, the beginning of the interview kind of looks like it focuses on about whether or not it was a long time coming for Pokemon to actually come into the consoles, and whether or not the, the Switch being a handheld console hybrid was the reason why they finally made the jump. But in, uh, according to Matsuda, uh, it looks like instead of being forcing or forced to make Pokemon on the console, they in fact worked with Mr. Iwata Bless him. I haven't seen him in a while. He's up in heaven, which kind of sucks, but he's a cool guy. Who is that? Uh, the previous president of Nintendo. Oh, okay. Satoru Iwata. Sorry, that actually hurt my throat saying Anyways, uh, right. they, they apparently, they apparently yeah. actually worked it out to where uh, the Switch, you know, presence for Pokemon would actually be beneficial for everybody. But they were very mysterious about how they worked. It's kind of corporate lingo. Yeah. 
Right. At one point, uh, Junichi Masuda does say that, um, um, and this is verbatim from the article uh, from Polygon. Thank you, Polygon. If the Switch had come out as a traditional console and then at the same time they had released a separate portable device, I think it would probably be safe to say that we we would have developed on the portable device. So it seems like as much as they were working with uh, Nintendo on on the Switch and talking about the Switch's future and what they want to do, because like Pokemon is one of those iconic franchises that they so i would imagine whenever they're developing a new console they they want to keep in mind the iconic franchises the flagstones so that uh, each of them have a chance to shine on whatever new device they put out um and so pokemon has to be handheld in some way or the other i don't think there's any way around it i think that's just the legacy of it um so yeah, no, it's just uh, interesting seeing uh, an inside perspective here as we go through it. Because there's some interesting things that I found really fun um, as a way of like, how did they decide this? But uh, Mr. Booty, you were saying. Well, you covered the idea that not necessarily a thousand developers, but a thousand people have, you know, been a part of this, which is a pretty bold thing for Game Freak to say. Uh, they note specifically that it's about 50% more people than they ever had before for Pokemon. Which is kind of weird considering all those people only like a fifth of the Pokemon, which they also cover. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see how the... Because um, uh, they do say here that it, it has grown about 1.5 times more than previous uh, groups working on this game. Um, because it is a much bigger undertaking. It's a huge undertaking uh, because they're finally coming to a, a, a platform that has more power than any previous platforms, yeah. right? So now they have to learn and invest in, in new people and new resources in developing the data systems that make these things function. Um, I would imagine that there's some sort of, uh, if, if it was me in charge of like, like kind of overlooking all of the the console development i would imagine there's some sort of similarities we have between the background systems which makes it easy to keep development practices similar so you don't have to change things too much as time goes on because you just have to kind of like uh, in, in essence port things over right uh yeah. when you're like extracting uh like reusing uh code or whatever reusing assets you don't have to go through a whole new thing because it's a whole new system um, I think they might have had to do that with this, though, just because it's, you know, so much more powerful, I guarantee you it's not the same coding. Right, and I think they want to do that as well because of what they're trying to do mechanically with the game as well. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they've introduced so many new things, and there was even a, I think it was a Koro Koro, which is a Japanese magazine. Uh, there was a Koro Koro interview um, last week or the week before that said there's a reason why there's been so little information about the upcoming games because they said they packed so many new fun things that they want people to explore that themselves so putting aside the leaks the actual like because uh with with previous generation pokemon games we get so much of information building up like going into it about the pokemon the kind of things that we can expect to do how the region is going to look like more or less here we've gotten quite a bit but not enough uh we've seen a gameplay trailer a week and a half ago that shows you the first town and oh my goodness i wanted to cry i can't believe it i can't wait i really can't there's a reason why i'm bored because i'm just waiting for these games it looks magnificent mm. well i think that's really awesome too and just i've always been impressed honestly with nintendo's ability to try and keep things in the same room if that makes sense like they choose not to have any you know create and it's because as much as i love being able to keep up with friends that live in other places. I also think it's very important to make sure that you don't ignore the people that are around you. And so Nintendo always 
has had an emphasis on being able to do these things where you are with the people that you're with. So I think I'm interested to see if they've taken that to Pokemon. Because Pokemon has been one of the few things where it's like, you know, play this on your thing. But most of the games on Switch, it's like whether or not it's that weird game where you've got the tire. Right, you know, the band, the power band or whatever. Like, yeah, you're the power band and you're doing stuff. I saw one of my friends on Facebook was saying how much fun it was, you know, and her and her husband and their kids were just playing it. You know, and I was like, they, they've always done a very good job of that. So I'm interested to see if they've done that with Pokemon now that they have a little more processing power um, to have it be something where maybe you play mini games with your family members inside the context of the game or something like that. I don't know. Right, right. I just always love that about Nintendo, so I'd like to see that, honestly. Maybe I do have to get a Switch. Maybe. Um, and if you do, just if you're going to buy Sword and Shield, just let me know before you buy it so I can tell you which one to buy so you can trade over the exclusives. Tyler, they say. So, oh, great. Uh, Mr. Booty, make sure the same thing goes to Tyler, if you could pass that message out And I can to transfer him. all of my, uh, yeah. my dope Pokemon from Pokemon Go into my yes. Pokemon um, game. Actually, <laughs> actually... Um, Don't tell me they got rid of that, because that was a cool feature. No, that was specifically for Let's Go... Um, I, oh, it's not going to be for this. I have not, not specifically, but I have to confirm. Um, apparently, they said, um, "Hang on." They confirmed to Eurogamer that there will be no direct communication between Pokemon Sword and Shield and Pokemon Go, but there is an app which uh, it's going to be called Pokemon Home, which will be able to connect to Pokemon Go. I think so. Every it's like a centralized and app that will go into that, and then you can send it okay. to certain places. So it's just not direct communication yeah. with Pokemon Go, but your Pokemon Go could Which, go into the Pokemon thank Home. fuck, honestly, because I fucking hated yeah. the fact that you could do that shit with Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Really? Because it made it made it so that you had to play a different game to finish, like, a different type of game altogether. Not, like, a version, like, difference. You had to play a different type of game altogether to get Melmetal. Right uh, or Melmetal? Yeah, one of the, like eight, eight Meltan, Meltan and Melmetal, like the eight hundred and fifth. Well, yeah, but if you bought Meltan, then you got, or if you bought Pokemon Let's Go, you got Meltan for free. You didn't even have to like earn it. I had to go through the whole like research thing in Pokemon Go. That true? In my my buddy true. bought it, but Let's Go Eevee, and he he got Meltan for free. And I was like, I hate you because I have to find an Aerodactyl, right. which is one of the most rare Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Uh, I, and it took I don't know. I, I hated that because I'm okay with version exclusives. I'm okay with um, yeah. event exclusives, like having event distributions for certain legendaries. That makes sense because you just get a code, make sure you're in the area, and then you plug that code in. Great. Bada bing, bada boom. You got the Pokemon. You just trade with a friend yeah. or you go onto the global the trade station. But then you can't do that and let's go to get the Mel Tan and the Mel Metal. So now hopefully it's going to be there in the Gallard Pokedex and then I'll be able to get it normally and I'll be able to collect, complete my Pokedex legitimately and then I'll be happy again once I do that. Um, yeah. That'll be cool. Um, I do like that though. They're, they, they're encouraging people by not releasing as a, as the sim of information to get them to explore because that's like a lost thing. You know, more often than not, people like expect to be guided. They're not just given a world and told to go. Right. And we talked about that with uh, when Tyler was playing, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Link's Awakening. Um, I can't remember the exact. Uh, Mr. Booty, would you happen to remember what the remastered game was? Was it Link's Awakening? Uh, yes, of course. Link's Awakening that came out uh, about 11 days ago. 13 for those listening to the podcast coming out. Why I would know that is beyond anybody's idea. No, that's fine. You've been hanging out with Tyler, like, in the shadows, just watching him work and stuff. Yeah, just uh, make sure that, you know... It, honestly, he's done a lot of weird stuff, but that whole trying to kick the dog thing, that was... That was the final thing right there. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so with uh, with Link's Awakening, we were talking about how um, because Tyler had already played the game previously because it was a remastered game, he kind of knew what to do and where to go. But there's not enough like in-game guides that makes it more challenging. But then it's also one of those things where exploration is is lost, as you mentioned, and we're just kind of expected things to be handed to us. So it's 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 hard finding a balance like that. A um, couple last couple of things I wanted to touch on. Um, uh, I think maybe a month ago, two months ago, they announced Surfetch D, which is the evolution for Farfetch D, except now he's a full-on knight. Farfetch D? Uh, sorry, I, I'm reading it. I, I say it like I read it. Farfetched <laughs> and Surfetched. <laughs> Far-fetched it's, 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 a, it's a habit I've had forever. It's a habit I've had since the beginning where I started like making fun of the Pokemon and then I'm just I just constantly refer to it as Farfetch'd. I'm sorry, but pronouncing it like that seems a little far-fetched. Just a little bit. <laughs> um anyways. Um, so Surfetched. Um Surfetched and so the uh, the interview they asked them about the inspiration for um how like how did you how did you decide on uh, like why is it getting evolution now because farfetch was in generation one we're in generation eight yeah like why is it getting evolution now he's like well and this was uh, uh omori speaking he's like uh the leaks that you find because surf uh, farfetch carries around a leak it's like the leaks that you find in the uk are much bigger and thicker than the ones in japan so we figured that it'd be really cool to do something with that and that's why we gave him a sword uh this is just rough paraphrasing um like so uh he's like uh got the idea that farfetch that lives in the gala region would maybe evolve in a different way than you see elsewhere and i've really enjoyed seeing like the regional variants pop up since i think they started that the last generation generation seven with sun and moon um and we we've ended up getting you know alolan uh raichu and alone and vulpix and nine tails are absolutely beautiful even the exec executor yeah actually just extra long yeah 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 Cool. Um, cool. Oh, the Marowak? Toe, uh, the Marowak, though. Yes, no, the Marowak is a cool design as well. Sorry, uh, Mr. Booty. It's so dope. What? You said something. I didn't hear you. Oh, I was just making a bad joke. Oh, okay. Um, wow, you've really picked Did up you some... you say you were making a, da- a dad joke? I mean, I said a bad joke, but what's the difference? <laughs> um, Touche. Hey, can I tell you a joke? Sure. When does a joke become a dad joke? I don't know. When? When it becomes a parent. <laughs> I'll be here okay, all damn it. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Mr. Booty, did you have any other thoughts on uh, this article or like uh, details that they've talked about in regards to Sword and Shield? Or, sorry, did Tyler have any of those thoughts? Unless you did as well. I don't know if you play Pokemon. Do you play Pokemon? You know what? I, it turns out I'm actually a pretty big Pokemon fan, so I'm going to give you my thoughts, not his. But I really do think that this game is going to be unique in a way that is going to make the big difference in a similar way that Sun and Moon did. Uh, Because we are used to the tradition that started from Generation 1 all the way, I would say, almost to Black and White 2. Because when we think of the way that Pokemon maps and stories are set up, they're quite similar. But it got super shook 
after X and Y when Sun and Moon introduced this whole idea of the Alolan region with new types of creatures, of the, something that we're familiar with, a new system of battling to get badges, and it feels like Nintendo and Game Freak in this case is making up a, a big able to shake it up even further, and I think it's going to be an interesting result, and a favorable one at that. I think so too, because they've, they've gone back to the old system, but with a few twists. Um, and one of the things that they mentioned was that they're going to have version-exclusive gyms. So, in the Pokemon anime, like, so you know, to like attend the conference or to like reach the end, you have to get eight gym badges. And there's like eight fixed gyms. But in the Pokemon anime, and a lot of the times in the manga as well, uh, they reference a whole bunch of other gyms that exist. So it's not just the standard eight that they show in the video games. And so now that they're establishing this as a major and a minor league in the new games, the major league are the badges that you need to get to the uh, final conference and face the Elite Four, um, and they're going to be version exclusives of which gyms are going to be in the major and minor league. Like, they'll just swap them around. We do not know if we'll be able to uh, fight against the gym leader, like the minor gym leaders, uh, but we know we'll be able to fight the major gym leaders. So, which which makes it kind of cool. Like, it adds a little bit more depth to the differences between the games. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm in with uh, Mr. Booty here. Like, I think it's going to work out to be quite interesting and probably a favorable one for them because they're going back to a system we know because um, the the system of no gym leaders just seemed like such a massive um, change in like it was it was just shell shock I think I was just shell shocked throughout the entire thing like we still had our battles there was still some challenges but then I what am I doing if I'm not collecting badges how does a Pokemon League exist if I'm not collecting badges and I think uh, Sun and Moon was just an embodiment of the uh to some extent like hawaiian uh f philosophy hawaiian like lifestyle it's a little bit laid back it's kind of like it's more based on traditions more based on cultures rather than a fixed like structure or like rigid like organized thing it's just more on like you know i've heard somebody say like we'll get there in hawaiian time you know uh kinda, oh yeah they're super chill right they're everyone's late always and they drive slow they are they do everything slower out yeah. there so that makes sense but but that's a cult that they understand and that, that's just that's how people yeah and so uh yeah. yeah i think it was an interesting change but not super well received um there wasn't a transition in place because you're taking something that's been built up for 20 so years and then just changing it all of a sudden right um so yeah no i think it'll work out well um any last uh words about sword and shield from e either of you guys no i i might get a i might just get rid of my xbox man like for real just trade it in and get a switch yeah you don't yeah. need a netflix Let's machine go and i've got a, i've got a playstation 4 pro oh so you have another netflix VR, machine so yes okay cool <laughs> ironically enough i have a smart tv that could just run that okay so you have like a couple me, of but... netflix no no but that's like a yeah. bad netflix machine the smart tv is always sometimes horrible. i'll use my uh i'll just turn on my phone and turn on that oh, app on there yeah. and just connect it to there i don't even need what kind of phone is it yes it's a it's an EV phone. Oh, it's an iPhone uh, X XS XR. Yeah, yeah XS X X XS. Yeah, I have I a special place with a, for you. a painting of ready to roll. A special place for me is it uh, is it called a total eclipse of the heart? <laughs> Jesus loves me. <laughs> anyway, uh, what was this? This is a new thing. Come the next part that uh, I see in the notes for the show. I I don't know if you've done this since I've been here. I don't think so. Uh, we do this occasionally. No, maybe we have actually. 
Uh, we've done it like once before, but then it turned out it was the Prince from Nigeria section. Uh, Tyler forwarded that email to me, so I took care of it. Anyways. Right, right. Yes, we have a ask a question. Well, you guys do. Uh, I just it's not my place to assume I'm part of the team yet. Uh, you guys No, have feel free to it? take away the question. Yeah, yeah, you're the guest. I shall steal it then. There is no question. Okay. Oh, there's no question that you'll steal it, or you're stealing the question. Nick there said I could take the question, so I stole it. Oh, okay, fine. There's a section in the Discord that you can be a part of. Just hit exclamation point Discord. And there's an ask a question section that somebody took advantage of. And much generous as the team is, we would like to answer it. Um, well, first of all, when I meant take the question, I meant why don't you read us the question? Mr. Booty. Bye, jeez. I don't say Jesus because. Uh, <clears throat> Wanna hurt yourself? Me, 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 me. <laughs> so, I have seen from a few outlets that Capcom is currently interested in using their old IPs for future games, being either remastered sequels or reboots. Rebooties. I am writing to ask the question which IP would be on the. Dolls? What the fuck face with this? Wish it list. Personally, the one I would sell my left nut for is Okami. Only thing. I have that game for every PlayStation console it was released on and played the hell out of Okami Den, a hot sequel on DS. I look forward to hearing if any of you have some obscure choices. Sorry. So, are we talking about. Sorry. Nick Thank you, Nick, for asking that question. Here, in the casual. Master Quest podcast. We shall answer. So this is old Capcom IPs, correct? Um, that's a that's a rough one. I don't think I've played. I mean, I probably have played quite a few Capcom games, but not realized it. Um, yeah. Probably. I'm just looking at a list right now. I just pulled it up. Probably some of the o- older Mega Man games. Hmm. Are we talking uh, Mega Man or Mega Man X? Now, oh. that's a good question because I'm only familiar with Mega Man X. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I was just curious. Um, yeah, Mega Man X or um, Dino Crisis. I remember playing Dino Crisis 2 and hating it because it was so scary and difficult to beat, but I enjoyed it. I don't think I've heard of Dino Crisis. Uh, think of like basically Jurassic Park, but Japanese. So, like, huh. survival horror, yeah. Um, it's, it's just an action-adventure, you just have to survive, like, the, the first few missions are starting off, um, um, surviving a T-Rex. Yeah, I couldn't think. Um, uh, yeah, and Nick in the chat also confirmed, like, Turok, uh, which I've never heard of, if I'm being completely honest. That's a shame. I like that. Yeah, uh, what, what about yourself, Mr. Booty, with Capcom games? When I think of a Capcom game, the first one that comes to mind that I would love to see either a remake or a reboot, or even a sequel, I'm not picky, would be the game known as Asura's Wrath for the PlayStation 3. Asura's Wrath? Yes. I assume none of you have heard of the game Asura's Wrath. I have heard of it, actually, but it's been a while since I've heard of it. Looks like it's a fighting game. Uh, it's technically a... Imagine the (laughs) same style of God of War, where you're just going around and beating the shit out of stuff. And if you get bucked up, then you just 
press a button a lot of times and then you turn into a bigger form. Sounds about I'm right. Doing it, I'm not doing it justice. It's a fucking great game. Right, and then it looks like it's based on the demigod Asura, who is uh, um, also a, is is a is a deity in uh, Hindu uh, Hinduism. So that's really cool. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think of any other games that uh, would have been in my field of interest. But uh, when I think of Capcom published games, the, the the big one that I would want them to make more of, or otherwise you know do a reboot of, currently exists to this day and age, and that is Ace, Ace Attorney. Attorney. Yes, yep. um, uh, as a devil from hell, I, I love when I see the bad guys get their executions. Right, it means uh, more toys for you to play with. Hell yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, the last idea I could think of is, uh, the, uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but the Disney's Magical Quest series starring Mickey Mouse, uh, for the Super Nintendo and then the GameCube, it's been a while since I released one of those games, and it's such a cute little game. Honestly, anytime hey, I hear Mickey Mouse, it just makes me smile. Hey man, we all have our vices. For, for, for a person like yourself, Mickey Mouse is your vice. <sighs> I love that fucking mouse. I'm glad to know, glad, good to know that Mickey Mouse is probably not going to hell. Can't say the same thing about Walt Disney, but, uh, Glenn, what about you? What's your Capcom IP? Um, I was struggling to kind of, like, find anything, because I didn't play Mega Man really that much growing up, uh, but I didn't realize that, uh, both Dragon's Dogma and Monster Hunter are Capcom. Mm -hmm. I, I think those are great games, but obviously they don't need reboots or anything. So I looked through the list, and I was, like, kind of, like, like, I don't recognize, I mean, either I know these games, or they've gotten consistent, you know, they've gotten consistent, you know, Releases sequels and stuff, guy. or I have no idea what they are. You know, of course, I know what the Devil May Cry series is, you know, stuff like that. But um, the one on there that I saw that I was like, man, I love that game, and I never saw another one after it, was Power Stone on the Sega Power Dreamcast. Stone. Um, it was uh, kind of like a 3D, sort of, like, off to the, like, semi- like three quarters up behind in the third person so it was kind of like a revolutionary sort of fighting game but you were playing in a three-dimensional environment rather than just this 2d side-scrolling thing um, which even some of the more modern street fighter and, and you know marvel versus capcom and those like games they don't really delve into anything past 2d and jumping up and down and backward and forward but this game did and it did it in an interesting way, and it was a lot of fun. I really liked the Dreamcast. That's one of the consoles that I was really sad that it didn't get more successful IPs, because I think it could have been really cool, and it was a good console. It was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, Power Stone right. is the one for me. Uh, Power Stone... So an, ob- an obscure title for sure. No, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Power Stone came out as a re-release for the... It got ported to the PSP in 2006. Power Stone originally came out in 1999, and there was in fact a sequel to Power Stone 2 that came out in 2000 that was also ported to the PSP in 2006. Huh. But uh, yeah, that was the that was the end of Power Stone. Seems like it. Yeah, it's been 19 years since that last release, so I think that would be really cool. It had interesting characters, a story that wasn't that bad. Uh, maybe it was just the way that the Dreamcast presented it, but it was the best graphics I had ever seen at that point. Right. You know, and right around the turn of the millennium. <laughs> if Capcom wanted to make a deal with Nintendo once and they've done it quite a bit in the past, I wouldn't be against them making either another Zelda game or maybe bringing back uh, some porting. Uh, Capcom, when you think of Capcom, they're usually the publisher, but in the 
their deal with Nintendo, they've made multiple Zelda games for handhelds before, uh, including Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, as well as uh, the Minish Cap. Both great uh, Legend of Zelda games. All of them. Great. Cool. Uh, I mean, I guess not, not everybody has to be a, a Zelda fan. I respect that. Oh, that's cool. That was a good... Uh... I mean, I just wish Zelda had a, be- a better weapon, you know? Zelda's weapons aren't very cool. I wish he had better, cooler stuff. I mean, the harp and the rapier is actually top-notch. Have you never fought with a rapier before? Or are you one of those... I didn't catch it. Oh, I let it dodge. Because my AC is too okay. high for your bullshit jokes. <laughs> no, I was just messing around. I think Zelda's dope. Just... It's dope. I almost got a Switch just to play Are that. Are you calling the princess so. of Hyrule a narcotic? I mean, she can partake in whatever she wants. I'm not going to judge her. Yes, but calling her dope just seems a little below the belt. Well, I mean, if you understood vernacular, then you would understand. You know, think living for millennia, you would understand how language changes. You would think, but then he is not from our world. Yeah, but he's been observing it for a long time, supposedly. Yeah. Maybe his intelligence score isn't just a little too low. Maybe mostly watching people touch <laughs> themselves. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what people <laughs> of this kind get up to. Maybe they're just big into voyeurism. I don't know. I plead the hell equivalent of the fifth. I see. So based uh, based on that, we're just going to move into the game releases right here, and I'm going to cover yeah. them. We've got quite a few actually coming out this week, but a lot of them are remakes and remasters uh, and ports. Mm-hmm. Um, except the first one. So a lot of the, uh, more than half of these come out on the 29th of October. So starting from the top, After Party. 29th of October, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. After Party is this, um, st- it's, it's kind of like a visual novel. It's an adventure-based visual novel, but it's not a Japanese game, which is strange. Um, but basically you go on an adventure to outdrink Satan. And that's more what? than I want to get into it. Yeah. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you told that comes me out October specifically 29th. that Tyler couldn't drink on the podcast, but you bet your ass I could take down my own fireball. All right, uh, but you're not Satan, are you? So. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, Satan is kind of like a great, 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 great uncle from a completely different realm. Right, but he's like. He's like the big boss around there. So basically, you're his bitch. So, anyways, uh, the next game coming out is. is Lord of the Nine Hells. Your your Satan doodad over there is the the scary finger puppet to use to keep your children sleeping at night. Alright. So, the next up is uh, Disney Classic Games Aladdin and the Lion King. Coming out October 29th. PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm not sure if this is a port or, um, it is a remaster. I, I, hope, I hope it's just like a straight port, dude. It Don't is, it is it. a straight port. Uh, Great. so straight port confirmed for That's that. That's awesome. Um, then Harvest Moon Mad Dash, October 29th, PS4, Nintendo Switch. I've never played Harvest Moon game, but if you love Harvest Moon, power to you that this, this comes out on the 29th of October. We've got Resident Evil 5 and 6, October 29th, Nintendo Switch. Too spooky for me. I will not be touching these. Oh, um, come on. Don't be such a neck. I mean, pussy. I mean, neck. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm 100% a little, little scared little bitch. Um, and we've got Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. It's a remake coming nice. out also on the 29th, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Fun game series. Uh, have either uh, of you heard or messed with it before? No, I have not, sir. It's, I mean, 
It was uh, super popular back in the GameCube era, but uh, essentially you are literally a monkey inside a clear uh, plastic ball while you do usually either racing or minigames or whatnot. Like you would launch yourself rolling down a hill out into the air and you try to land and hit a bunch of bowling pins off, for example. Okay. So, it's a silly uh, ball related game except, you know, you're a monkey. Sounds fun. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's a party game. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. And then a few more on the list. Uh, We've got Yakuza 4 coming out October 29th as well uh, on the PS4. And this is, I believe, a port from the PS3 version. Because the PS3 version came out in 2010. Now, is this supposed to be uh, Yakuza 4 Kiwami or something like that? I did hear in the past that they were going to release the Yakuza, like, one through four, one through five, or something like that. That's like a bundle. Uh, mm. Um, I say I'm not, not a video I... game news reporter here. I'm just a devil. So if you no. expect me to know, no, no, I understand. Uh, no, it, uh, there's no other uh, release of a Yakuza game listed. Um, Yakuza Kiwami Two came out in uh, 2018. Maybe once they remaster all five, then they'll put it together in a bundle or something like that. It's possible. I just, yeah, so think. okay. Yeah. Uh, so sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they did plan it. Uh, so Yakuza Kiwami and Kiwami Two are the remakes of the first two, and then they have the Yakuza Remastered Collection, which is Yakuza Three, Four, and Five. Um, with Yakuza Three uh, is available, was the only one launched first for uh, North American or like worldwide. Uh, Yakuza 4 is scheduled for this year, uh, so coming out 29th of October, and Yakuza 5 next year, Feb 2020. So it's kind so of like buying an expansion pass of sorts, like we're getting it piece by piece? Uh, yes, for... Uh, it, it was the same even in Japan, but it, the release started in 2018, so between 2018 and 2019, 3, 4, and 5 were staggered releases, and then that's happening now between 2019 and 2020 for the rest of the world. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and as Nick mentioned, there was a yeah, so it was a different um, um, collection for the first three, so Yakuza zero, one, and two, and then there's a different collection for three, four, and five. I wonder I what is more confusing for their uh, different versions of collections: Yakuza or Metal Gear Solid? Final Fantasy. Uh, or Kingdom Hearts. I, Kingdom Hearts. I think Kingdom Hearts would take it away. Kingdom like Hearts. I know. I. I. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Is Final Fantasy from somebody who's never played Final Fantasy as an outsider? It just makes no sense to me. We've had this conversation before. I'm not going to go into it. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, the last you one. you want to play Kingdom Hearts now that you have a PlayStation 4? No, I don't want to. I don't want to touch that convoluted story. Um, you can get a you can get a, a single thing that has nine games in it. My wife has started it. She's going in the rabbit hole. So. Yes. Okay, Pray good luck. Yes. Um... Two more games, actually. Sorry, not last game. Atelier Ryza, Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout, October 31st, PS4, Nintendo Switch, PC. Spoopy. Um, this is a... I'm just trying to... It's not a staggered uh, release between Japan and uh, the States. I think the first launch was on the 26th of September. So I think this is just a worldwide release now. So, yeah, it is a um, RPG, it looks like it. Standard yes. JRPG. Uh, Atelier is a series kind of like uh, Tales series. It's your standard, okay. uh, like, bi yearly, well, not by, uh, every two years, uh, they'll release a JRPG game that has you know, similar mechanics with a different story. Right. 
And then finally on the list, we're finally here. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3, October 31st, Nintendo Switch. What and I know one of us is very excited. Wait, who? Oh, uh, sorry. Well, I think I think Tyler's a yeah, big fan I th- of yeah, this IP, I, isn't he? I think so. I think he's I think he's very excited for this release. Um, it's a shame that he's not here to share his thoughts. So moving on to this day in gaming. Um, but if he if he's gonna dying go with the hell how is he gonna play luigi's mansion 3 well it'll be there with him because it's a luigi based game not a mario game yeah so obviously it deserves a place in hell i yeah. i just received an update uh wait, let me let me check it looks like oh this changes everything it looks like when tyler went out to get his newspaper he saw the dog and then he saw the truck he wasn't trying to kick the dog he was trying to save the dog and in saving the dog, he blew up into multiple pieces of himself. And it looks like, thanks to the power of U.S. medicine, he's going to be about $14 million in debt. But otherwise, it looks like he's going to be okay. $14 million? Oh, that seems a little light. Yeah. He's, my school debt's like 40 He's coming back. Uh, <laughs> give me a second here. Uh, booty out. Uh-oh. Please stand by. So it sounds like Booty is leaving, and maybe... Tyler is returning. Hey guys! Oh my gosh, you're alive! Yeah. Oh my god! I I, I, was, I was seriously worried. I thought uh, I was gonna lose everything, but they attached it. Like you can't even tell the difference. Uh, nice. So what did I miss? Power of Christ compels. Uh, you know? Nothing. We're just on this day in gaming, actually, and it's gonna be for October twenty yeah. eighth, and we're, <laughs> we're we're gonna just start off from the top. Um, but before that, actually, Tyler, um, I'll give you one chance to to. Express your um, interest for uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh shit, Luigi's Mansion 3. It's coming out, that's cool. You're here, so you can play it. It's coming out on Halloween, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I can't wait to give it a, give that a shot. Nice, cool. So, um, first game on this list is Titanfall 2. That came out in 2016, and this is a very special game uh, for me, because, honestly, <sighs> Respawn was bought out by EA. Um... And EA, I think, is sinister, and they don't deserve anything good coming their way. And what they did with Titanfall 2 was release it so close to the latest Battlefield game that year that it completely tanked the sales of Titanfall 2, one of the best shooter games in the last five years, in my opinion. The gameplay is so good. I don't understand how... It was supposed to be an amazing IP, and it just kind of... It still is. Yeah. It just didn't perform the sales because of EA. Um, and because of uh, Apex Legends. You're going to say EA is the sole reason why it tanks so poorly? 100%, yes. It's weird because Glenn is the cynical one, and he likes to take sides here. I'm not used to having Glenn take my side when I say... I don't know, I just, I feel like if it was that good, most games, even if they have their critics or bad management or whatever, are still beloved by people, and that one was just pretty widely meh, you know? No. Now, I know the first one was much better. No, actually, it was the other way around. Critics praised Titanfall 2 over Titanfall 1. It had a better campaign, and it had better gunplay than Titanfall 1. Titanfall 2 was a fantastic game, all around, super, like, well-praised. Really? Yeah. I guess the people that I'm close to did not feel that way. Well, they played the right it and were like, it was just meh. I did not own. People can't be wrong. Absolutely. Uh, a system. I actually didn't it come out for PC as well. Um, yes, it did. I do play it on the PC you still. Get it for free for a while, I think. <laughs> uh, I, I like honestly, I 
I'm not even trying to give you. Well, I'm giving you the usual. I don't know about the game, so I'm giving you shit. Like I'm, pre I'm pretty much pretending I'm Glenn. Yeah. So Titanfall two came out October twenty eighth, two thousand sixteen. Battlefield one came out October first, uh, two thousand sixteen. Um, these are two IPs owned by EA. Oh, sorry, October twenty first, a week before Titanfall two. Why, when you own two fantastic franchises, would you put their release dates so close together? You think they intentionally take a good money-making game? Uh, why? Because they didn't want Respawn to succeed. Look at what they did with Visceral Games. Well, yeah, but the, but that's if they bought the IP, then that's just them losing money for themselves. They were partnered yeah. at the time. They didn't actually own Respawn Games. Like, they would get some profits, but they weren't going to get, like, all of Oh, them. ah, and no, so, so now I remember. Uh, sorry, my, my tinfoil hat's a little ahead. rusty. Because they were partnered, they wanted to tank it so that they could buy them out. That just feels like... Really scummy shit that EA does, yes. Um, I don't know, like shooting yourself in the foot so you can buy that shitty foot. Like, now you're going to buy the company that, you know, like, it's like, ha ha ha, you guys suck. Now we're going to buy you. Now what have they done with it since? That's the Apex question. Legends. Because uh, if they... I was going to say Apex, Apex Legends. Legends? Yeah. Meh. Another FTP crap shooter. And I guess I'm sorry, I, just switched I can't over get behind any of them. <laughs> It's like there we go. No, I I'm not. A, I don't think that these these battle royale shooters have much of a future. Oh no, I don't think so either. Like Apex is a good fun okay. game, um, but yeah. it is a game that fits into the model of EA with the microtransactions and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. I just I just hate what happened to Timefall Two. I think that's truly really what yeah. happened to it. Um, but it came out 2016. Um, let me just double check. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, I will say <coughs> that's unfortunate because the first one coming out on only Xbox. Yes. I heard really good things about it. My friends made me really jealous that I didn't have an Xbox. And then it came out on two, and I just didn't hear the same raves from them. Right. So I assumed that it just was kind of a, a late. So I apologize for not being uh, uh, educated about that. And I'm sorry that they did that to a game that you love so much. Fallout 3. Uh, next on the list, 2008 PS3, Xbox 360, PC. Never played the Fallout series, Fire. but Woo. yeah, um, I can't say too much about Fallout because uh, Bethesda really? is doing some truly, truly stupid things with Fallout 76 right now. Yeah, but Fallout 3 was still a pretty good classic. Like I, that's the reason why yeah. uh, Bethesda and Fallout as a franchise came back onto the map yeah but i i've mm -hmm. never played it so i can't say too much no that's fair i mean yeah i actually have never played it either but I, i've definitely watched about a hundred yeah wasn't so. yeah yeah wasn't that the game that you watched brandon play i watched brandon and then i watched connor and i watched so much of it that i realized that i didn't want to play it because yeah. i felt like i saw all the story beats and what there was to and enjoy it. nick says so himself as well yeah like the only bethesda game i've truly played uh was skyrim yeah that's fair. um and then the yeah, I have friends that like live the real life. Have you heard of Wasteland Weekend? No. It's basically just like if you took like Mad Max and Fallout, and people just go do a thing in the desert for like oh, a weekend. Okay. And they like have like tribes, and they run out there with Nuka Cola. So like they, they LARP, they like do trades, and they LARP, but it's like it's Fallout. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And it's super, super awesome. It's called Wasteland Weekend. I have some friends that do it. So I have friends that live Fallout. Interesting. They love Fallout. She loves. 
Fallout 76 too. A game that is widely understood to just be not good because she's just such a fan of that aesthetic. Right. So yeah, that's really no, cool. Th- that I didn't realize that that came out. Sounds today. like that's imposter awesome. syndrome, or like no, not imposter syndrome. What's it called? Stockholm syndrome. Uh, and I can relate to that because that's me with Destiny. Anyways, um, <laughs> Guitar Hero Three. 2007 PS2, PS3, Wii, Xbox 360, a game that was foundational for me, and which is why I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. Yes. Yep. It was yeah. the only Guitar Hero or guitar game that I actually ever tried to learn how to play. Yeah. Um, played through that, picked up, I think it was called World Tour after that, and then never again. But, like, yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to play guitar, because it was just like god damn this is fun and that's probably also like what kind of kick-started like my love for like rock and metal even more yeah yeah i um, remember how like everybody wanted to be cool by being able to play through the fire and the flames uh without you know screwing up but that that was just did that one have dragon force in it yeah so that's the one through the fire and the flames <laughs> oh yeah. i didn't realize that okay yeah because yeah. i got really really pissed because no twitchcon needs to do a better job of communicating because freaking dragon force played dragon the first force night on a stage yeah. out front and nobody said anything and i saw something on twi- twitter like after i was at my hotel and it had already happened and i was like are you freaking kidding me i'm gonna go see lil nas x who i've heard one song and now he sings the song hey, Panini. i know he's loved by everyone and he's kind of like genre bending with all of the stuff that he does and that's great I don't really care that much. I would have loved to see Dragon Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fun fact, there's a video floating out there about Herman Lee, one of the guitarists from Dragon Force, trying to play their song through the fire and flames on Guitar Hero and sucking (laughs) at it. He just can't can't do it. it. He doesn't understand how it works. Because it's not a real guitar. <laughs> it's, not, it's not musical, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always thought that... And I could be wrong on this. Uh, Through the Fire and the Flames was actually a song that they made, but they sped it up in such a way to make it almost seem impossibly fast. No. No, that was, that's their actual speed. Uh, no, yeah, that's their normal speed that they play at. You yeah, know, that's uh, it's entirely possible. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for the... Uh, for the sustained gaming. Yeah. Let's wrap awesome. it up, gents. Yeah. Where can we find you, Tyler? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. Where can we find you, Nick? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Instagram at LR11, or you can find me on Twitter at LR the 11th. Spell that. <laughs> you can find me on Hi, uh, I'm Twitch. Nick. Where can we find you, Glenn? <laughs> at Raiseth, R A E Z E T H. And then also through Ready to Roll, her sister podcast, uh, and Glenn Houston on Twitter. It looks like Huston with two N's. And you can find us, Casual Master Quest, on Twitter at MasterQuestPod, all spelled out. Um, our, and our email is CasualMasterQuest at gmail.org. And also we can be found on Facebook. We also have a Discord if you'd like to become a part of our community and hang out and get to like vote on poll, you know, vote on things, enter giveaways, uh, even ask questions that may be featured on the podcast. Um, any other uh, things that we want to throw out there before we finish her out? Um, I might have missed it. Do we mention Casual Quest Masters? Did we? Okay, so uh, we did. Okay, cool. Just wanted. That was my fault. Yeah. Uh, so we've got <laughs> yeah, Casual Quest Masters D and D Live Play Podcast. Yeah, all of us on it. Plus Brandon, it's cool. That's cool. Uh, he can be found on at Twitter at Zigzagoon. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think he still followed me back on. Oh my gosh. Yes, that that is the uh the 
the D&D campaign that Glenn claims uh, he is the DM on, which is why he thinks he has absolute control over stuff here, which is a little questionable. But, yeah, I think that was it. Let's wrap this thing up. I just want to say, for the record, this was a fun episode for me to dick around and be the fucking weirdo I was. So, I guess with that, I'm going to run it out if I could. Thank you for listening and the treats you have seen as we give an episode courtesy of Halloween. I hope you enjoy the fun you can find, but never forget to don't stop the crime. I fucked that up, man. See you next week, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Don't forget, at Booty Shamir, I forgot, uh, Booty Veneer. Booty Shamir. Booty Shamir. Please follow me. Okay, stream is ending. The music played during this session is under Creative Commons license by Kevin McLeod and can be found in Competic.com. The following songs were used, Moonlight Hall, Classic Horror 1, Not As It Seems, Classic Horror 2, Sneaky Snitch, Alchemist's Tower, Classic Horror 3, Takata and Fugue in D Minor, Arcadia, Darkest Child, Final Count, Serpentine Trek, Come Play With Me, The Path of the Goblin King. Gagool, Dark Walk, Waltz of the Carnies, Controlled Chaos, and Reddle Eater. Licensed under Creative Commons, by Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org web link, CreativeCommons.org, forward slash licenses, forward slash by, forward slash 3.0.